Hi, welcome to Her Voice China. I'm your host, Karen He. Today, I have a special guest with me, one of my best friends from high school. Her name is Eve Zhou. Eve came to Canada when she was 15, and she has been spending a little less than nine years in Canada. Eve obtained a double degree from Waterloo and Laurier, and she's now working as an associate investment product manager at McKenzie Investments. Eve, why don't you introduce yourself a bit more to our listeners and tell us your hobbies or something unexpected. Hi, Karen, and hi, everyone. Um, I'm Eve, and like Karen said, I just graduated from university last August, and now I start working at McKenzie Investments as an associate investment manager, um, associate investment product manager. And one interesting fact about me is that um, start in pandemic, actually quarantine, I start to um, plan avocado. I actually find it really relaxing and also it feels good when you have to stay at home all day, but you have a uh, little plants grow with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and what's more, um, I actually enjoy cooking. So especially, especially during like quarantine, I try like many different recipes and yeah, try a lot more things. So I actually enjoy working at home. I hope it, it will stay forever. <laughs> Agree, same here. Um, so you are my first guest on the show. And how do you feel about that? Um, first, thank you, Karen, for um, inviting me. It's such an honor to be here. And yeah, I really appreciate that because like here would be a very good platform to um, express our feeling and share our thoughts. So yeah, thank you very much. You're always like so good at being out of the comfort zones and challenge yourself and start something new. So. Oh, yeah, thank you. It's my honor to have you here on my show. And now let's talk a bit more about you, about your experience coming to Canada. What made you decide to study in Canada? Was it your decision or was it your parents' decision? Okay, so um, it's actually my parents first mentioned that like if there's an opportunity for me to start to to study abroad, um, well, like they actually give me the, the option. So for myself, um, so I came to Canada at 15 years old. So after I finished junior high in China, so actually um, I I was in a like very competitive junior high at China. I actually have a very good time there. But the other thing is like, it's a very strong competition. And especially I really love math, but I know I'm not talented. So sometimes I need to spend like a lot more time to actually figure out something. And I also don't really get used to um, the exam in China, like even though you spend your entire um, term study on mathematics and you are hardworking the, the whole time, but if you mess up the final exam, 
then that's what people see. And I just not feel very comfortable with that. So I decided to um, went abroad and actually study in Canada because I mean, in here, um, although like there's still many com like competitive school or many competitors, but um, we will have more assignments and you have group works or you have the midterm, the final and your final grades um, is aggregates like many different um, tasks. So it's not a one-time thing. So um, it just feel more comfortable studying this way and I can actually enjoy um, learning and not just like doing all the questions. Totally agree with that. Like one thing about Canadian education system is that it's not a one-time thing, you know, like not a one test that determines the rest of your um, life, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I found a very enjoyable studying in Canada as well. So what was your expectation before moving to Canada? What did you expect? I think I expect um, very friendly environment. And it, it does, like in Canada, when I first came here, my homestay parent, she's so welcoming. And everyone around me are so nice. Like after we have the orientation, I went to high school here and I met many um, friends in our ESL class. And yeah, all the teachers are quite supportive. And yeah, it's like meets or exceeds my expectation. Yeah, yeah, that's what one thing I felt about Canada as well. Like everyone here is so friendly and nice and they always like they're always willing to help you. And that's mm -hmm. one thing I really like about Canada and Canadians. Um, but you know, like our high school is, um, we don't really have, a, we didn't really have a lot of international students. So how was your experience being the first and the, like one of the few Chinese at our high school? Yeah, that's a very good question because this like really reminds me about my grade 10 experience. So um, I think actually the first year, to be honest, I, I felt lonely. And I actually have like many friends at high school as well. And like actually even the local students, they are like very friendly and they are willing to like let you join their group and have lunch together and so on. But I, I mean, there will um, still be a culture shock. And especially um, in, in your first year, like you haven't known like the TV drama or um, idol or other things like in Canada. So it's hard to find the common topics with local students. And also at the same time, it was my first time to get to know um, other international students like from um, all, all around the world, like from Japan or even just from the other province of China. Like you, you find there's something in common, but they are also like 
um, very different cultural backgrounds that you need to change your mindset a bit and just try to learn and get to know each other. But I, I, I would say first year, there's a bit of struggle, but yeah, but I think, I mean, after the first year, when actually we met, me, me and Karen met at the second semester of grade 10. So yeah, when you start to make friends, make close friends, I mean, then it, it would be much better. Yeah, and on, on that note, what was your, like, what was the biggest culture shock that you got after coming to Canada? I think one of the culture shock would be like, we, I think school ends early, like around 3 p.m. And then if in China, once I get off school, the first thing I would do is do my homework and I don't normally hang out with friends after school. But like here, my homestay parents, she's, she find me weird that I don't hang out with friends after school. And, and she always asks me to like, you, you, you should go, go to a mall or do something fun with your friends. Like, which is a bit of culture shock. And yeah, I think that there are many small ones that I can't really remember. Like it's not on top of my mind right now, but but I think the huge one would be would be the one that there are a lot of other things to do other than just do your homework and study. Like enjoy your life. Yeah, enjoy your life. Exactly. Like that's how I felt when I first came to Canada. Like we end we end school at 3 p.m. And what would they do? Like, what would I do if I ended school at 3 p.m. back in China? It would be a totally different story, right? Yeah. We will have to do extra homework, go to extra lessons. But here in Canada, like students go to extracurricular activities. Like they have clubs, they have other uh, activities to do after school. And that's one thing I found a little bit shocking to me at first because here I feel like it's not all about studying it's about life as well and about hobbies and like other interesting things yeah exactly yeah but speaking of your first year in Canada like your first year and at our high school can you talk a bit more about the challenges or failures you met uh you you faced when you first started high school here I think the first challenge would still be um, language challenge. I can't understand, like sometimes I, I can't understand the majority um, of the class of the lecture. And especially when there's writing homework, I think those are fine. But, um, but some interesting moments would be like at first, we don't use assignments quite often in China, I think. So, so I, I don't even know what assignment is. And the other time is like when they, they are saying awesome a lot. And then I don't know how to spell it. Yeah. 
yeah like language barrier is always like you 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 need to overcome it but i think um that's that's one thing and the other thing um would be the literature so like grade 11 and grade 12 english and just shakespeare is is really like killing me um but yeah but but anyway there are still like very interesting to learn and and our english teacher at grade 11 miss miss hings she's actually super supportive and we have double time to write our exam and i remember the exam is like about one and a half hour long for local students and I spent like three hours writing on it. But she was still like super patient and wait 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 until I finish. So yeah. yeah. I remember I remember Miss Hines. She's the best teacher ever. Yeah, she's so nice. Yeah. What was your what was the hardest assignment that you ever got like in, in high school? Like like Shakespeare, the Shakespeare one, or is there like any other like very difficult assignment that you felt like dreaded to do it? Like you 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 felt like oh I don't want to do it, <laughs> I just don't I can. Like sometimes I feel like I can't do it. It's just too hard for me. Did you have any like assignments like that when you were at high school? I know you were like a shueba, you know, like <laughs> top of you you're the top students in class. But did you feel any pressure when you were doing one assignment? I think um, grade 12 book club notes. Oh, actually, it's not the assignment part. I mean, it's a book. When, when you have book club, then you need to express your thoughts. I think when we do the group discussion, that would be the hardest part for me, like throughout my entire high school. Um, yeah. yeah, actually, we can save these topics to like for university. <laughs> I mean, university is a is a different story. I, I mean, for high school, yeah, th there are assignments that I don't want to do it, but I can still handle it. But like at university, I really face some assignments that is so hard. Maybe I just have to skip this one. Like I, I would just let go, like five percent of my mark I just I just don't know how to do it <laughs> wow we'll save it for later like we will come back to this assignment thing but let's talk about something happy um what was your happiest high school memory my happiest high school memory would be yes. actually there are two periods of time like during my high school, I feel super happy and relaxed. I think the first one is like, do, do you remember there's a park near my home? Like, yes, yes, I yeah, do we, remember. <laughs> yeah, after school, we spend some time there and then just take selfie and do like what, whatever. Like that really make me happy. Yeah, it's like very wonderful memory. I still have those pictures in my phone. And yeah, that, that, that's one. And the other happy memory would be, so at grade 12, um, I actually 
So the university only needs six credits or eight credits from grade 12, I, I can't really remember. But, but the second semester of grade 12, I don't have that many courses. And I know I just need to pass the course and then University of Waterloo will like enroll me as students. So I, I, I think those times like after we get off school like around three and then we we take blue up blue to finish and or go to highway seven and go like karaoke or just find like those small restaurants but good ones i think th those are my wonderful memories from high school Yo, that bring back a lot of memories, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, highway seven. We, we have so that. many great, like, happy memories. High school was, was very, it was a really good time. Yeah, if I have to be really honest, I miss high school more than university. <laughs> yeah, of course, 100%. Yeah. So you were talking about grade 12, mm -hmm. and you were talking about uh, university, and so... I'm curious because I, I think you told me before, but I don't really remember. But mm -hmm. what universities and programs did you apply to when you were in grade 12? I actually only applied to three programs, I remember. Oh, actually four. Only but, four? Yeah, only four. And wow. it's just for two schools. Like one is the actuary program from um, U, U of T. And then the other three programs are all for Waterloo. Like one is the double degree one, so the BMF and BBA. And the other one is the farm program. Like it's also um, from Waterloo. And the third one is the BMF, like Bachelor of Mathematics, the single degree. Yeah, I, I think I only applied for four. I'm totally oh. you. Oh, oh so, sorry, sorry. I totally forgot. Um, one more. It's a uh, Queens. I think it's Queens Business School. I applied for that one as well, but, oh. but they rejected me. Same. They rejected me as well. Like, ah, oh, man. Like Queens. I went to Queens, and it was such a nice school. Like the views are like amazing, and which is why I applied mainly because of the views. I really want to live in a university that has great views and great like summer like activities to do. But yeah, yeah they rejected me. Yeah, I felt so sad. Yeah. But you didn't apply to AFM. I was surprised because I thought you, uh, you did. Uh, no, I probably, I, I applied to a farm. Maybe their names are similar. Like AFM, the only thing why I didn't apply for it is maybe it's because it's focused on accounting and I'm not a big fan of accounting. Mm, and like I even see. now <laughs> when I prepare for my CFA, like financial reporting, it will always be my last chapter to, to learn because I just don't want to do it. I see. Yeah, accounting is not my thing either. Like, like even though it's like, yeah, I didn't take any accounting courses back in high school, high school. So I felt a little bit like challenging when I first, um, you know, got taught in accounting, like basic, like debit credit thing. I still don't know how to do it. 
So I, I definitely agree that accounting is just not something a lot of people really like doing. So I, I really admire people that actually take accounting courses and like learn about accounting and want to be an accountant. I yeah. appreciate, like, I, I admire their courage, like something yeah. I can't do. <laughs> I actually have friends that just finished their CPA, like, at a such a young age. Yo, like, that's, that's, wait, how does that work? Because, I mean, CPA is, like, a long, like, it, I heard it's, like, a long process, like, three years or something. Yeah, but, but it's doable. Like, if they start to take in, like if they're in an accounting program and I believe they can take a few exams in advance or their uh, accounting courses at university is actually equivalent to some of the um, CPA exams. So um, yeah, they can start work on this even if they're at university. And after that, they just need to have enough work experience to get their like CPA so yeah, yeah. and also I, I know she finished university like in three years so she just hit like enough working experience and get her CPA yeah I really admire her as well wow that's amazing um let's not let's talk about you a bit more and I want to know why did you choose Waterloo not the other schools like you I know you only applied to like like handful of schools and why you put all your kind of put all your eggs in one basket you chose Waterloo to be your like main target like why why did what's so special about it like why did you want to go to Waterloo instead of other schools the main reason would be is called program but I mean I feel like if I study at Waterloo it would be super practical like all the knowledge I learned would be super practical and I know it, it, it would just like make me easier when, to look for a full-time job that's the yeah th that would be the primary reason why I picked Waterloo and also like I kind of like math so if, if you ask me to choose between math and business I would still choose math so mm. what do I feel like it's a top tier like yeah. mathematics program like in Canada. So yeah, it's almost without a doubt that I, I, I would go there. Yeah, I mean, Waterloo is so famous for its maths. Like, I don't know how to say it, the Euclid or something, the contest. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Euclid. Yeah, I still remember. <laughs> I think you did great I think you and Jasmine did great like Jasmine is our another high school friend um yeah but but I I heard you mentioned that you almost found two math courses in year one at Waterloo was your program that hard like um the program is not that hard <laughs> it is like I mean, the main challenge for me as a double degree student would be how to balance between the business courses and my math courses, like how to allocate my time between those. And I have to admit that first year, I put so much time on my business course just because there are so many presentations and I'm not good at um, 
making presentations. So I just need to practice and even write scripts for it. And Laurie business program, like the first two fundamental business courses, you have to get a average of B plus or B minus. I, I, I can't remember, but like it has a high bar because they eliminate like some students like at first year, I think. So, so it definitely um, challenged me. So I spent so much time on this and I was so confident with my math. And I think like first year university would be, would, would not be that much harder than grade 12 math. But I think <laughs> I, I was totally wrong. Um, so I remember for the midterm, I only give me, give myself like half day to review all the knowledge. It's a calculus course. And yeah, and I didn't do well. And even for the final, I think it's just so close to my business um, courses final. So it's almost like back to back. And I just didn't spend enough time on it. I think actually the first year courses is very basic. You just need to go, go to a lecture and then do your homework, you, you should be fine. But another thing for me is that the business homework and the math homework, it just get to a point that I have to skip class to finish them. Otherwise I, I can't finish them before deadline. And then I miss lecture and then I need to spend more time to study myself. And it just become a snowball and and yes, I just get a big and big the snowball. I just didn't do a very good time management. Yeah, and I also have some procrastination first year, and especially when I move out from homestay, and I start like live me with my friends. We rent a huge house, and then we just want to play board games like every night, and don't want to study. That, that's so true. Like the first time when you move out, you always want to do something crazy. But I, I also saw like a picture before. I don't know if you have seen it before. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, it's like a triangle, like social life, sleep, oh, yeah. and, oh, and good grades. You can only pick one. And that's, I think in that's your case is you have to pick good grades over or you can pick, yeah, you cannot have everything. Yeah, I, yeah, and actually, I, I mean, one advice I would say is try to get like as high grade as you can in the first year, because even in the GPA, like how, how they calculate GPA is always a weighted average. And your first year grade is actually always the heaviest weight you think, because like first year, Great, it would be 100% of your first year. And then even if you go to, even if you're at second year, the, the first year grade is still 50% of your overall GPA. So it's very crucial to get high grades at first year. So that's when you go to find co-op or 
just on your resume is a like presentable grade. For, yeah. for me, it's totally opposite. Like my first year grade is the lowest grade like throughout my entire five year university. So it just took me so much extra effort to drag my GPA up again, like using the upper year courses, more advanced level courses. It's not the right way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but you learn something from it, right? Time management and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about co-op and I'm very interested. I'm also very curious, like how did you get your first internship? Did you have any internship experience prior to this whole co-op program? I don't have any internship experience prior to this co-op program. But um, actually, I have, like, when the, my first um, co-op job is actually, like, didn't land well. Like, I ended up working at a camp at first year. And the primary reason would be my GPA is, like, too low. That's, like, the big five. I, I, I'm talking about the banks. They won't consider me. Like, they... Maybe when they scan the resume, my grade is too low that it's not even, my resume would not even go to the HR. So my actual internship that within the financial industry in capital markets is actually my third internship. So yeah, it, it wasn't easy. <laughs> but out of you've done like a handful of internships during co-op yeah. and out of all your co-op internships, which one was your favorite and why? My favorite would be my last internship, which I, I did it with TD Asa Management. And for that internship, um, I was in the Asa Liability Management team and worked and work in um, fixed income portfolio management. That one, um, the reason why I love it the most is that it doesn't really have like reporting to do. So the majority of my time, I can spend it into um, investment research projects or develop my own investment tool and then present it to other portfolio managers and kind of pitch them and let them to use it. So it, it was very interesting. And moreover, that internship actually take place in Montreal. So although the headquarter is in Toronto, but my office is actually in Montreal. So after spending like two co-op terms in Toronto, I actually pretty excited that I get a co-op shop that is outside of Toronto and it's actually in Quebec so it's a very fun experience that's pretty awesome like I I went to Quebec a few times but I've never lived there long enough to say anything about the city yeah, <laughs> yeah you are you are so lucky to have that opportunity to live in uh, Montreal yeah I, I love it so much I heard a saying that co-op internships usually lead to full-time opportunities it's kind of like a 
I would say like an 80%, 90% guarantee. Is it true? I want to verify it with you. Is it true? Um, I would say depends on which program, like what major you're studying for. I know for CS, it's almost 80%. But for finance, like it just too competitive like the candidate pool you um th think about this for co-op position is four months so within one year they can have three co-op students like who work like in, in the same role and then they can still pick like who they want so i mean for in in capital markets especially um I don't think the return offer like would, would hit 80%, but I mean 50, 60 for sure. And also depends on which department you are in. If you are at risk management, then probably um, would have a higher return rate. But if you're in capital markets, like for example, fixed income, fixed income, I rarely see return offer. Yeah, it really depends on are you in front office, middle office, or back office. Wow, that's something out of my chuan. <laughs> it's not something I, 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 I know about. So it's good to know that. Um, so final conclusion, do you think co-op program really worth it? Would you recommend other students to consider co-op instead of other like great programs? Yeah, for me, it's like 100% worth it. Be because for a co-op program, first, um, for, I don't know about other universities, like how other universities do it, but for universities, um, UW, they have like so many companies and firms. We like high, higher, they, they have a platform and then they just post the job posting on it. So I find this like much easier than when I look for a full-time job, I have to go on LinkedIn or Glassdoor. Um, it's always good when you university have that resource for you. And sometimes you can even just have the interview like in, in the campus and you don't need to commute and go to Toronto and get the interview. So I think it would be a very good practice before um, you actually look for a full-time job. And there are also so many things that you can only learn from the actual work, the, the actual job, but not just from university um, and like the textbook knowledge. And even some soft skills, like how to present in front of VP or the management or how to write appropriate email to your colleagues. I think those are very good. Um, Co-op gives me very good opportunities to develop those skills so that I feel I'm fully prepared when I look for a full-time job. Even if like I didn't get the return offer. Yeah, 
I mean, you graduated last August, right? And it was during the pandemic. I was very curious, like, how did you manage to land a job when the pandemic hit really hard? Like the job market, you know, the whole job market was pretty bad to a, a lot of fresh graduates. How did you manage to land a job at McKenzie Investments? Um, at first, uh, so I graduated in August, but I actually started to look for a job like in February like before pandemic. So I actually get a few interviews, but as I get the interviews, then the, pandem the pandemic start. And yeah, I, and I actually like lose a few like very good job opportunities at that time. And I was like so panic, but I, I think um, just don't give up, like just keep, send out your resumes like 10 like 10 copy of your resumes a day on LinkedIn or networking but but for me I'm not a very strong person like came to networking so actually my job is come from like LinkedIn posts I just keep sending out my resume and apply for jobs and I can't remember how many applications I missed like I, I would say roughly around 100 and then but, but I only get like eight interviews so you you, you have to like apply for a, a huge like a, a large amount of jobs to get the interview and when they're interview um, make sure to prepare it, like do mock interview as many times as you can. Yeah, and then just catch the opportunity, especially during those difficult times. Yeah, that's, those are very valid and very helpful advice. And I, I hope whoever, you are list, uh, whoever that is listening to this podcast, take notes, do more LinkedIn um, activities like um, like what Eve said and do some mock interviews with your friends. Those are very good things to do when you apply for jobs. Okay. Yeah, I think mock interview is so important. Like you never know, even for some concepts you think you you know very well, like just ask a friend or, or like someone not, like in that industry to do a mock interview for you, like it, it will always bring you some new points or new things to work on. Yeah, for sure. And our podcast has coming to an end. And finally, any advice for girls that want to get into finance like what you did? I think the first advice is that you need to figure out which area of finance you are very interesting about. And then I would say a co-op program would be a very good like bonus for you. Like if you have that, because like when I started looking for a full-time job, I realized 
um, there are so many job posting, like even for the entry level job, they want you to have one to three year experience. So the first year experience is always the hardest to get. So I, I would say it would be easier if you do it like during university, like in a co-op program, because the competition within the, the co-op program is always like, um, not, not that much like compared to the outside world. Uh, I, I mean, like when you look for a full-time job on LinkedIn or Glassdoor, you will always see like 200 applications for one spot. But in um, school's co-op program, maybe like 70 to 80 application for spots, I, I would say it's already like super high. So I think that's a very good um, way to gain some exposure to this industry before you graduate. And that would be a huge advantage for you. And the other thing is, like I mentioned before, first year GPA and second year GPA. Um, when you don't have that much experience, it, it's always like go come back to your GPA because that's the only way to prove that you understand something or you know it very well, like when you don't have that much um, job experience. So my advice is that um, do a good time management and then be proactive and to have good grades. And the final advice would be try to connect with people like and networking i know it's very hard to do like even for me like it's still out of my like out of my comfort zone even like right now i'm, I'm in mckenzie i still need to make some coffee chats i have some coffee chats with people from different team to know to know them more like i, I would say it's still challenging but it's also a very necessary thing to do. So I think a very good way to start is maybe start from people who's also from your program, like you are in the same program, but they are just one year or two years older than you. So they will have very good experience and they know exactly like what situation you're at. So it's easier to get like more practical advice. And then after you get comfortable talking with um, your alumni, then you can start to reach out to like other people, maybe um, on LinkedIn or, or your friends' friends, like something like that. But you can always start out small and make yourself like gradually comfortable doing something. Yeah, that's some very awesome advice. I learned, I learned from you too, Liv, honestly. Like I really enjoy this talk. And one last question, okay, for our 18-year-old listeners who want to maybe get into Waterloo or like study abroad, what is your advice for them? So first is for um, apply for you know, um, UW, then I would say 
GPA is very important. I know, like, from my time, it's all right. So in 2015, like the G, the GPA for get gets in mathematics or CS program is still around like low 90s. But recent years, it it, it just become higher and higher. So um, I will say a high grade 12 and grade 11 GPA will definitely help. And also the Euclid com competition. Um, actually for those who's even younger, like you can take it even if you are at grade 11. My suggestion is you can take both format and Euclid at grade 11. So that, because I think for Euclid, it's not just multiple choice, like it's actually have written question, then you get used to it. And then at grade 12, you can write Euclid for, for, for a second time. So it's just a higher probability that you can do well on it. I think that's for um, applying for University of Waterloo. And then for study abroad, I will say, like just be strong, be brave. This is what my ESL teacher, Miss Allen, told me, like at grade ten. Like you, you should always have a positive attitude and find something that can always make you feel happy. Like no matter how down you are like for me it's like um i love k-pop during high school and even my first um first year at university like every time when i watch my idol sing and do, do other stuff i feel so relaxed and and i i feel i'm good again and i can face like more challenges so I think it's very important to find something that can always like just bring you out of ne negative um, attitude or emotion. That's really help. Definitely. I know your obsession with Chris <laughs> Wu. I still remember. <laughs> yeah, those crazy times. Yeah. Anyways, thank you so much, Eve, for taking the time to um, have this interview with me. It was such a pleasure talking to you. And I hope our listeners will at least gain something from this, um, this podcast. Thank you so much again. Thank you. It's a pleasure talking to you, too. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, next episode is coming in a week. So stay tuned. Thanks, Karen.